Spielberg on the right wing will get it out. He'll find Hyman at center ice. Now to Dreisaitl, he'll bring it in to Yamamoto. The shot, scores! Tyler Yamamoto! He gets it past Reimer. And this game, it's tied at two. All right. Cam Moon on the play-by-play from one of Kyler Yamamoto's goals this past season. Yamamoto signing with the Oilers, avoiding salary arbitration. It's a two-year deal. It's worth $6.2 million, so the cap hit 3.1 per season. The Oilers still have Ryan McLeod as an RFA. We just had Oilers GM and President of Hockey Operations Ken Holland on the show for a little bit more on uh, Yamo, Pugliarvi, and uh, Yanmark. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what else happens here with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. If you ever miss anything on the show or you want to hear something again, you can go to the show page on 630ched.com or look for Inside Sports wherever you get your podcast, and we'll send you a canned ham if you sign up as a podcast subscriber. A lot to talk about today. We were remembering Vin Scully with Bob Miller earlier. We have the Elks and the Lions coming up on Saturday on 630ched. And we just had an awesome basketball event in Edmonton over the weekend. The FIBA 3X3 was here, the Women's Series, the Men's Challenger Series. That went down incredibly well. And now the NBA announcing today that the NBA Canada Series is back. Two preseason games, one of them in Montreal and the other one in little old Edmonton at Rogers Place. Raptors against the Utah Jazz on Sunday, October 2nd. So circle that on the old calendar. And for more on that, I welcome to the show from uh, NBA Canada Managing Director, Leah McNabb. Leah, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. This is exciting news uh, that the Raptors are coming to Edmonton. I guess we can say uh, back to Edmonton, but tell us about this, uh, about, this coming, uh, about this coming together and why Edmonton is one of the choices uh, for a game this year. Well, we are so excited to be coming to Edmonton. For me, it'll be my first time actually going Rogers Arena is beautiful. We cannot wait to uh, to spend some time there and to really meet all of our friends in Edmonton. It's been quite a while since we've been there. And the NBA Canada Series presented by Bell is really intended to, you know, provide our fans a, a real, live, authentic NBA experience. And, and so many of our fans that live outside of Toronto, you know, so rarely get the opportunity. So we're excited to bring that experience, the energy, the music, the entertainment, and the basketball um, to Edmonton. Well, and, and how much does the facility play into this? Um, you, you know, with their season games, Raptors and otherwise in Edmonton in the past, in, in what was Northlands Coliseum, Edmonton Coliseum, Sky Reed Center, Rexall Place, pick, pick whatever name it was. But, you know, how much does, does Rogers Place being a very modern, um, you know, up-to-date building figure into this? You know, it's, it's always wonderful to visit a brand new building, a building um, as large as Rogers Place is. The incredible, um, you know, size of the concourse, the back of house spaces. I mean, it truly is spectacular and it will make, you know, putting a world-class event on so much easier. So from that perspective, that's a huge attraction. Um, but for us, we're always trying to visit multiple markets across the country. And this is one that we hadn't had a chance to get to for a while. We know we have an avid fan base in Edmonton. We're really excited to be able to spend time with them. 
Uh, and and personally, I, I actually was there during um, the playoff run for for the NHL teams, and it was it was electric to kind of see how excited the city gets. So so we're hoping uh, we kind of see the same level of excitement for the NBA uh, in, on October the second. All right. Well, perfect timing for you to have been here <laughs> for some Oilers playoff <laughs> games. So uh, good for you. I'm glad you got to experience that. That 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 was that was wild. And yeah, it, it's a great sports city. And and I know people are going to come out and and support this game for sure. And look, the Raptors are, are Canada's team for basketball. And I'm just wondering from your perspective. And, and I'm not suggesting that they, uh, you know, they weren't popular before this or haven't been popular since. But can you just sort of touch on the the Raptors championship season in 2019 and what that meant for, uh, for support, interest in basketball, interest in the NBA from coast to coast. Absolutely. I mean, yes, we do think of the Raptors as Canada's team, the championship in 2019 drove up all of the markers of interest across this country. So we went to 17 million fans total across the country and growing every single day um, the Raptors' broadcast viewership over the four years has increased 61%. Sales on, you know, NBAstore.ca this year increased 18% over last year and have been increasing every year since since they made uh, the championship run. Our followers on social, our subscribers to our app, um, you know, we're the most watched sport on YouTube. Pretty much any metric you can you can point to shows that. Uh, Fan avidity is growing in Canada for the Raptors and and for the NBA largely, which is very exciting. Yeah, well, uh, this is this is really cool that uh, that they're coming to town. So, and they also have the game in Montreal. So, are they gonna? Well, maybe, and maybe this hasn't been decided yet, but I'll throw it at you. Will Will this kind of be a, a training camp where they they do things coast to coast? But though I assume they're maybe still going to play games in in the states. How is this going to shake down for them overall? Yes, they will play games um, in the States as well. The Canada series is, is really an objective for us to get the Raptors and or other teams outside, outside of Toronto. So playing, letting fans experience a live game experience live. Um, and we will have, uh, you know, rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, starting for the Toronto Raptors. They've got two all-stars in Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, which is super exciting. Between the two teams, there are three Canadians playing. Um, so that's incredibly exciting for fans, as well as on the Utah Jazz, you know, Donovan Mitchell. In Montreal, um, the Boston Celtics will be the opponent. And, and really, it is preseason, so we do have some of the you know, newer players really kind of vying for roster spots, and that's exciting to see. Um, we're really just hoping that you know, fans in Edmonton make it out to the game. We currently have uh, a pre-sale uh, registration process live, so if anyone's listening and wants to, to buy tickets and wants access to the pre-sale, um, they can log in and register at nba.com slash Series. And uh, that basically provides our, our existing fans with a, a first kind of shot at buying tickets. So, so we're super excited about that. Um, the public on sale is the 19th of August um, for those that are listening. Okay, you read my mind because that was my next question about tickets. So there, there's a pre-sale going on now, uh, but then to the general public is August 19th. Yep. Yeah, and we can sign up for the pre-sale, which is super exciting. As of you know noon today, we already had five thousand people registered for the pre-sale. So, oh, wow. uh, strongly okay. encourage folks who are interested to to get on there and register. It uh, it gives you also access to hear about anything else you might be doing in town that that weekend, and all of those plans are kind of still getting baked. But we are incredibly excited uh, to be to be heading up to Edmonton. 
Okay, perfect. Well, Leah, this is uh, this is exciting. I, I mean, I, I know when the new building was opening here, this was hopes, uh, you know, to get the Raptors in here. And, and obviously we had a couple of COVID years and all that stuff. So this is great that they're coming. Uh, you're the expert on this. Did I miss anything important? Was there anything else you needed to get out there tonight? Uh, nothing else that I wanted to share other than, you know, the, the access to the pre-sale registration, just how excited we are to see all of our fans and, uh, and to remind folks that if they're interested in basketball, the WNBA is live, um, right now and, uh, lots of really exciting action happening there too. Okay. Leah, thanks so much for checking in. Really look forward to this game. Of course, we'll be talking about it on this station and on this show as we move closer to the date. I know you had a busy day. You probably had tons of these to do. Thank you so much for hopping on 630, Chet. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Right on. That is Leah McNabb, Managing Director, NBA Canada, and the NBA coming to Rogers Place preseason action. That is Sunday, October 2nd. The Raptors against the Jazz, part of the uh, NBA's Canada series. The Raptors are also going to play in uh, Montreal against the Boston. So I, I wonder how a Boston team is going to be received in Montreal. Hey, Kellen, that's interesting. <laughs> hey, it's, it's going to yeah. be uh, very let's, interesting let's, to see exactly for sure. I, I don't think there'll be. I, I mean, I guess under most. It's not going to be warm is what I'm going to try to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess under a lot of circumstances, a Toronto team wouldn't be very well received in, in Montreal, but I, I would think. The Raptors will they'll be fine with the Raptors probably. I would think any team that has Boston in front of it would be might, booed mercifully might, out of the building. Might get a little bit of a tough reception. All right, so that's cool news. A uh, Sunday, October second. I'll just remind you of the date over and over again. It is the Raptors against the Jazz at uh, Rogers Place. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad. Still to come, we're going to talk to Lucky Whitehead from the uh, British Columbia Lions. That is the opponent for the Edmonton Elks coming up on uh, Saturday night. And, of course, we're remembering Vin Scully. And uh, we'll have another classic Scully story or two as we move along. Also, happy to hear from you. The number is 780-496-0063. The hotline powered by CertainTe, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTe Pro all the way. You can email the show inside sports at 630ched.com and follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins. Back in a couple of minutes, folks. All right, that is indeed the name of the show. Thanks to our title sponsor, James H. Brown. Trent Brown, one of the all-time greats in the history of the Double E, joins us from time to time on the show, and we thanks for the, we thank them for their continued support. Uh, Oilers now with Bob Stoffer from noon to two every day on the station. Uh, Cam Moon was filling in for Bob last week and yesterday as Bob takes some time off. Brendan Escott back from Italy was hosting the show today. I believe they're going to try to get Kyler Yamamoto on the show tomorrow. We had Ken Holland on about half an hour ago as uh, Yamamoto gets a new two-year deal with the Oilers worth $3.1 million per season. And uh, well, maybe we'll try to get Escott on before the end of the week. I would just love to hear tales of his Italian vacation. I have never been to Italy. I've never been to Europe, actually. I think that might have been his first time. So we may have to combine sports with travel for that. Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chip Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, is it true you did not go to Mm. the Monster Jam on Saturday? No, because I wasn't in town. Well, I find that alarming. 
<laughs> what were you doing that was so important? Ah, uh, vacation. I was out visiting family and, uh, you know, catching up with uh, my niece and my sister and my uh, brother-in-law, all the family and all that stuff out in the uh, Okanagan over the past week. So it was a lot of fun. Very hot. I'm happy to be back here. <laughs> all right. Well, Dave Campbell went to the Monster Jam and he filled me in on it last night because I didn't really understand how, how it worked. So oh, cool. That is... That is excellent news. All right, uh, 780-496-0063, what do you have for me? Uh, lots of canned hams on the text line tonight here, but uh, we got one guy here that uh, might want to try to barter with you about the canned ham from Colton. Uh, he says he hopes he oh. sees you at the Def Leppard concert in September because he never received his canned ham. So maybe you can buy him a canned beer. And he's giving you a rough time for that, but he hopes you enjoyed your vacation. Love the show as always. Uh, is that Colton from Lac Labiche? I believe so, yes. Who uh, named the calf after me. I wonder if that calf is uh, still with us. Uh, well, here's the thing. We sent the canned ham to Lac Labiche by tortoise. Could be why it's taking so long. So it'll Strap be there it tortoise. soonish, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be there eventually. Colton, it's good to hear from you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, uh, Vic texts in, too, and says he always loves how those interviews bring out the weird and wonderful from the guests. Great segment. I think he, yeah, the, checking the time. That was during the Jordan Reeves interview last hour. So there you go. Yeah, interesting uh, interesting life. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's had a little bit of trouble along the way, but he's bouncing back from that and, and playing football. So from CIS basketball to the CFL, got a brother in the NHL. His dad, Willard Reeves, was an outstanding player in the CFL. And uh, it was Dave that passed that along to me today. He said, Jordan Reeves' uh, wife is mm-hmm. a, a race car driver. And he told the story about her driving in, in a NASCAR circuit. Pretty yep, incredible. Exactly. There you go. So uh, Big Bald Tyler texts in and says, Hey, Reed, have we heard anything further about Evander's arbitration case with San Jose? I, I have not. I apologize, Big Bald Tyler. And Trucker Dave texts in and says, Good day, Reed. Since I mostly listen to the podcast to uh, keep up, I'll be expecting my canned ham soon. Uh, really happy to hear Yamamoto signed. Also, congratulations to Kevin Lowe on a great hockey legacy. That is from Trucker Dave. Yeah, I had Kevin Lowe on the show last night as he retires from his role as vice chair and alternate gover- governor with OEG. He will still be associated with the Oilers as an ambassador but you know kevin told the story last night 63 years of age got a couple grandkids and going to be spending a little more uh time with them here as he moves through his 60s 780-496-0063 really appreciate it okay so vin scully i mean epic career how, how can you even describe it any any other way than that so here uh you actually morally found this online and cut it up for me so pitcher madison bumgarner uh working the game pitch in the game and and Vince Scully gets into just take it away you know Bumgarner tells a story which in a sense reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player it's two years ago in spring training and he and his wife were roping cattle which is what they do one one pitch sinker low ball two two and one and they were startled by a large snake and Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two one pitch, low ball three, three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, 
she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner way inside ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle-nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business, first and second and nobody out. So I guess really the morale to the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive, you've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. Well, that's amazing. First of all, what a story. And the way Vin Scully could weave that into a baseball broadcast, you heard it. He keeps doing the play-by-play while he's telling this amazing story. But really, when he gets into that, you're, you're listening for the story. You're, you're not as concerned about what's happening in the baseball game. The man was uh, amazing. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that longevity. He did Dodgers games from 1950 to 2016. And for those of you who maybe aren't baseball historians, when he started doing Dodgers games, they weren't the L.A. Dodgers. They were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Like, he survived a franchise move. Sometimes teams move cities and they fire all the broadcasters and get new ones. Uh, but but he just kept going. I, I, I mean, I, I can't even... I mean, I, I, I work in an era where sometimes a guy does does a job for like eight years and then it's, he leaves or gets laid off or whatever. And you say, well, he had a pretty good run. Eight years. That's pretty good. I mean, he did 66 years of uh, of baseball. Just just amazing. Vince Scully passing away last night at the age of 94. I, I One of the all-time greats. I, I think I can be more definite than that. The all-time great. The best ever when it comes to uh, sports broadcasting. All right, we got a break for the 7.30 news and weather. Still ahead, Lucky Whitehead. Why do they call him Lucky? I want to ask him from the BC Lions. He's up next.